Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm and have a live link at thetrumpet.com as well. You can listen to all of our programming at those locations or wherever you like to get your podcasts. Of all the things in life that are difficult and challenging, and there are quite a few things that are that way, one of the hardest things for any person to do is to admit error and change. But the Bible tells us that we have to repent, and that applies to every person. There was only one human being who was perfect, and that was Jesus Christ. Everyone else has to repent. What does that mean? What does it mean to repent? Repent of what? Those are questions that people might ask from time to time. Notice Acts 3. We'll take a look at a few passages here. If you have a Bible handy, it'd be great to get it out. We can look at these scriptures together. And as we look at this topic, we'll see that not only do we need to repent and what we need to repent of, but we'll see how wonderful it is when we do repent. It's all good news, but it is challenging to change and to live differently. But we see here in Acts 3 and verse 19, very specific instruction. It says, Repent you therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. So there are sins that need to be blotted out, they need to be forgiven, and we're told to repent. And this, this, of course, is after Jesus Christ has been crucified and resurrected, and yet they're still talking about repentance because there's a law that is still in effect. Notice this quote from the uh, Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. This is Lesson 9, and you can sign up for that course for free at thetrumpet.com. We've got thousands of people that take that and learn a lot from it, and uh, you could be one of those. It's a free course. It says, God tells us there is something we must do before he will apply the sacrifice of Christ to pay the penalty of our sins. We must demonstrate that we no longer wish to continue in the way of life that leads to eternal death. We do so by changing our way of living. That change of direction is repentance. That change of direction is repentance. It's important to keep that in mind. We're talking about changing our direction or our way of living. And this comes up in day-to-day life pretty often, even outside of the topic of religion. If somebody's in prison and they hope to be freed from that, a lot of times they'll, they'll at the end of their sentence or towards the end of it, say, well, you know, are you going to change? Are you going to be different? Are you going to live differently? Well, some people do, some people don't. But so it's understandable that if somebody's living the wrong way, they should change. That's for the best. Even society typically sees that, although those lines get uh, more murky all of the time in society. But God's word is clear. We need to change our way of living. God wants us to change. And we see more of this in uh, 1 John 3, if we notice this passage. 1 John 3 and verse 4. 
it gives us the definition here of sin. People could go round and round about what sin is or what sin isn't, but let's see what God's Word says. 1 John 3 and verse 4, Whosoever commits sin transgresses also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. Well, that's the Ten Commandments. Still in effect today. This is 1 John 3 and verse 4. This is written after Christ has died and been resurrected. Already did that. And yet here we get this definition of what sin is. It's transgressing the law. The law of God is in effect. And sometimes people struggle with that. Struggle to believe that, I guess. And yet people want the law to be kept. You know, they don't want people going around just murdering or uh, stealing or things like that. They want that law to be enforced. Well, that's part of the law of God. And we are to keep that law, all of it. It says, whosoever commits sin transgresses also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. This is the biblical definition of sin, the transgression of the law. So to repent We need to stop breaking God's law and begin living according to God's law. We read that quote earlier. We repent by changing our way of living. That change of direction is repentance. And Jesus Christ teaches us to repent as well. He talked about that very specifically many times. We'll pick up a couple of instances. This first one is in Mark 1. After all, as Christians, we want to be living as Christ lived, following his instructions. So here's some of what Christ said about this topic. Mark 1 and verse 15. And saying, Jesus Christ speaking, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent you and believe the gospel. Repent you. He said, repent. Pretty clear. Now, a lot of people will talk about certain teachings of Christ, but few really talk about the need for repentance. That was a big part of Jesus Christ's message. He taught repentance. Repentance is not a popular message, of course, because people don't like to be told they're wrong. They don't want to change. And here, Jesus Christ was teaching that. Now, people didn't accept it when Christ spoke it. Few did, very few, but most didn't. Most rejected it. He taught it, and they rejected it. And the same is true today. Notice Matthew 11. Matthew 11, Jesus Christ here is giving some pretty serious correction to a group of cities where he did a lot of miracles, and he preached, and they didn't believe him. They wouldn't repent. And he corrected them for their attitude. Matthew 11 and verse 20. Then began he, Jesus, to abrade the cities, or rebuke them, wherein most of his mighty works were done, because they repented not. What was it that made Jesus Christ upset? It was the fact that they would not repent. He had preached to them, he had done mighty works or miracles, and they didn't repent. That's what he wanted from them. Now just think about this. Put it in maybe our time today. The people that Jesus Christ was dealing with, did they believe that he existed? Well, of course they did. He was right there in front of them. They saw him do miracles. They listened to what he said. But they wouldn't follow it. They wouldn't repent. 
And that's why he corrected them very severely. Jesus Christ taught and performed all these miracles, and, and yet people still, they did not believe him. They didn't believe the message. And again, people at that time would not stop breaking God's law and begin to live by it. That was the issue. And Christ told his disciples that they were to go out and preach that same message of repentance. Notice Mark 6. We'll look at a couple of passages here in Mark 6. It wasn't just Jesus Christ that said to repent. He told his disciples to go and teach the same message. Mark 6 and verse 7. And he called unto him the twelve and began to send them forth by two and two and gave them power over unclean spirits. And he gave them instruction. You can read the rest of it there where they were to go out and they were to um, preach. And verse 12, And they went out and preached that men should repent. That was the message. You know, he gave them power over unclean spirits. He gave them power to heal. And also they were to go out and preach that people should repent. So that same message that Jesus Christ taught, he told his disciples, you preach that same message, that message of repentance. And they uh, were not always accepted. That message was not always accepted. As a matter of fact, it, it was not accepted that often. And that's true today, too. People just won't hear that message. Notice if you just back up to verse 11 here in Mark 6, verse 11 And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear you, again, they were to preach this message of repentance, if they don't receive you or hear you, when you depart thence, shake off the dust under your feet for a testimony against them. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Well, this is a strong message here. These people were hearing the message of God, that message to repent, the same message Jesus Christ was teaching. And um, if they didn't hear it, well, it was going to be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah because Sodom and Gomorrah, even though they had such horrific sins and God had to deal with them, they didn't get that same message preached to them. They didn't have those works done there. And Jesus Christ, if you read uh, some there in Matthew where we just were, he talks about that as well in Matthew 11. And he says, you know, it'll be more tolerable for Sodom and some of these other places because even though they had all of these sins, they didn't have the same message given to them. They didn't hear it. They didn't have an opportunity. And so, again, they certainly were corrected for their sins. It's not that that was a minor thing that they were doing in Sodom and other places. But still, you know, they hadn't heard that same message. So strong correction. And we can see how seriously Jesus Christ was in preaching repentance. He doesn't take that lightly. And he told his disciples to preach that same message. Actions and deeds that are contrary to God's law are sin. Sin is the violation or transgression of any of God's commandments. And Jesus Christ was preaching that people should repent of living and acting contrary to God's law and they were to begin to keep it. They were to begin to keep it. That's what he was teaching them for their own good. You know, he went through and he saw all the problems and all of the difficulties that people were suffering. And he said, repent, because they were bringing so many difficulties upon 
themselves because of a sinful lifestyle. Lesson 9 of the Correspondence Course says this, To repent of sin, then, actually means to change. It is a total change of mind and heart and direction of life from the way of self-indulgence and get to the way of give. We turn from selfishness to selflessness. To repent is to change our whole past attitude and life apart from God to a new God-centered way of life. When we begin to demonstrate our heartfelt desire to change and we ask God to forgive our past way of life, he applies the sacrifice of Christ on our behalf. We are then forgiven and freed from the guilt and penalty of our past sins. The penalty of eternal death no longer hangs over our heads. Jesus Christ wanted people to repent so that they could be freed from the guilt and the penalty of the past sins, and they could move forward and they could live. Christ said, often, go and sin no more. He wanted people to repent. He taught repentance, and he told his disciples, you know, you go and teach repentance as well. And yes, in preaching the gospel, and repentance is part of that, that gospel message, the good news of that soon-coming kingdom and family of God, and those that want to be part of that will have to repent. It's a very hopeful message. It's an exciting message, but it's so hard for people to change. Hebrews 9, notice this. Hebrews 9 and verse 14, it talks about that forgiveness. It says, how much more, Hebrews 9 and verse 14, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, he was a perfect sacrifice, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. See, when we're forgiven, we can really move forward and have our conscience purged from all those dead works and then move forward to serve the living God. See, that's what the repentance is about. It's not just about feeling bad for the past. It's about then moving forward to serve the living God. That means to live according to God's word. There's a lot of joy. There's freedom in repentance. And of course, it's not easy to repent. It's a hard thing for humans to do. But when your eyes are opened to the fact that you need to make changes, then you have to. You have to work on that, and we all do. We're all in that same you know, boat in terms of being humans that need to be forgiven and need to repent and change. So it's not easy, of course, but there's great freedom in it, and God gives us the help we need. Notice what Christ said. He gives really encouraging uh, uh, statements here. Matthew 11, and we'll look at verses 28 through 30. If you read a little bit before here, he's talking about the type of attitude people need. He thanked his father that, that he revealed the truth unto those that were childlike and teachable. If somebody's not childlike and teachable, well, then, then the God's word doesn't have an, a, any positive effect on them because they won't hear it. We need to be childlike and teachable. And then we can really grow and see where we need to change, and and God will help us to make those changes if we really seek that. But notice what Christ said in Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. He said, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So when there are sins and the repercussions that come from that, that's a lot of heavy labor. That's a lot to carry around. Verse 29, he says, take my yoke upon you, and that that can mean basically go to school and learn from Christ. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek 
and lowly in heart. See, Christ set us the perfect example in humility and doing what his Father instructed. He said, And you shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, when we go God's way, we live God's way, then it's a much easier path. It's a much easier path than the way this world goes. It doesn't mean that there won't be any challenges or tests or trials. We need those to be growing. But God's way of life is easy compared to the world's way. And you think of all the the struggles and the problems and the difficulties that come from living a way that breaks God's law. There's a lot then to carry. That's, uh, That's a really hard labor to be under Satan and his rule and his way of life. There are so many problems that come from that and so many sorrows and anxieties and difficulties. But repenting, following God's way, following Christ's instruction, that really lightens the burden, that's for sure. And of course, we can be then forgiven of our sins as well. And then we don't have to walk around with guilt and we don't have to walk around with all the negative repercussions that come from sin. God's way really is a lighter and an easier way for sure when you consider that and really look at it honestly. So we have to remember Christ preached repentance. He told his disciples to do the same. And certainly it's an easy way to live, much easier than this world, to be repentant, to be changing, and then to not have to carry around all of the burdens that come from sin. There's a lot more about this topic of repentance in the ninth lesson from the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. That's free at thetrumpet.com. Please sign up for that. And we also have quite a bit of other material on the topic at thetrumpet.com. That's all the time we have for today on this edition of Live By Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. Thank you for spending some of your time with me today. And until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live By Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.